You're listening to the Reynolds Hotbox. 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 The Reynolds Hotbox. Hello and welcome to a special edition Reynolds Hotbox podcast on psychedelics. I'm your host, Patch McNabb. Here with me today are Brad Vincent and Jalen Robinson. And we're talking about all the things that make psychedelics important in today's society. You know, to start, psychedelics have been like a, a, a big talking point recently in like politics and everything. What, what are you guys thinking on, on psychedelics? Well, with what you're seeing going on in Oregon and uh, Colorado, I think they're really making a lot of headway. They're in- introducing a lot of legislation with strong clinical research uh, backing that introduction of the legislation, and they've now legalized it. Now you can say that those are pretty progressive states, but you can't you can't argue with uh, with clinicians and and what it's doing for uh, victims of PTSD and those suffering from major major depression. I I think it's a, a discussion that needs to be had for sure. And and Jalen, how about you? What how do we feel about like? Why, why are psychedelics treated differently than like marijuana was? You know, truthfully, I, I don't have the answer to that specific question as far as why. Um, but truthfully, I think that at the end of the day, um, uh, just like marijuana, it has effects to people that um, are different, dependent on, you know, obviously who consumes the, uh, the drug. And sometimes it may scare other people, uh, scare people, scare the government. Um, but also, too, um, it also may, you know, like like Brad said, relieve depression and PTSD and things of that nature. So, and when you think about that kind of aspect of it, there's a different dynamic that is um, brought into the conversation. And I think that that definitely, um, in terms of why it is looked at differently in mar- as compared to marijuana, um, is uh, because, or like I was saying earlier, um, it's just one of those things where it affects people in in a different way and it it makes people kind of I don't know it's a drug you know it's um but that being said I don't really think that it's a stage one drug and and it's not necessarily something that I think is considered to be meth. Moving on to the history of psychedelics they've kind of been in our society for a really long time with you know indigenous people using them for medicinal reasons and you know uh, their their own traditions and actually, the first uh, man-made psychedelic was created by um, Albert Hoffman. Uh, he created the first LSD compound in the 1930s. And I think it's super interesting to see that, you know, we've 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 done so much research on them, and they're still illegal. For for example, take you know Timothy Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert. You know, they were two Harvard professors in the 1960s who specifically studied um, psychedelics. And, you know, they were eventually fired from Harvard for um, breaking their research uh, constraints. So I think that's super interesting. Brad, I know you've researched um, the Controlled Substance Act, which pretty much uh, made um, psychedelics illegal. Yeah, yeah, it did. And it was uh, actually invoked by the the Nixon administration. and without getting like too far down the rabbit hole of the Controlled, Controlled Substances Act and why it was invoked and all that, um, it, I don't think that it – when you put legislation like that in place, it not only categorizes it as a certain uh, banned substance, but it also prohibits scientists and researchers from clinically – like clinical trials. And all of that potential for – let's just say medicinal use for example that all goes away 
there, there, there's no information that you can like it, it. They will get arrested. You know, they will go to jail. They will lose their license. Um, and we're just seeing that now with marijuana is like with all of this legislation state by state, they're legalizing it. Um, I, I really think that that psychedelics are, are probably next in the shoot. And I think that once that negative uh, narrative about that certain substance kind of dissipates and goes away as the generations go on, um, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, medical benefits coming from it personally. Right. And and psychedelics are registered as a Schedule One drug, which means they have no medicinal benefit, according to the government, and they are uh, can be very harmful. Jalen, do you think that um, psychedelics should be considered Schedule One? I don't. Um, I think it's one of those things where it does have benefits, and it does benefit people in different ways. Like I said earlier, it's it's one of those things that, you know, it affects people differently. And depending on what you're going through or what's happening in your life, um, you know, mental or physical, um, it may have benefits and it may may not. But that being said, um, you know, it's one of those vague areas where it's like marijuana, where for me, um, when I thought about marijuana going, um, uh, you know, to recreational use in specific states, um, obviously it's not <clears throat> it's not federal yet. Um, but that being said, in those specific states, what I was more worried about was um, the fact that these states now have control of these substances and what are they now going to do with them now that you see, like, I think there was a, uh, I think it was New York um, had a, 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 cannab a cannabis um, market that was giving weed that was apparently laced with fentanyl. So, like, it's just that kind of thing where you don't really know what is good and what is bad because if it does go to these wrong hands, are they going to, you know, take away the benefits and then just make it recreational for those, you know, people just to have fun with and not necessarily for the medicinal purposes where people are, you know, like Brad said, you know, having PTSD and, and depression and whatever the case may be. So, I mean, like, you're, back to your point, no, but it does scare me um, what it would be if it was legal because I don't know what the world would be like as far, not not as saying like people would, um, you know, go on tangents and like, you know, do crazy things or anything like that. But I'm just saying like, in the wrong hands, what are these drugs gonna do? And who, and are these people gonna be affected because, you know, they probably need it. Well, I mean, think about like what they're doing here in Nevada. They're starting to allow, uh, or they're at least talking about opening up uh, cannabis lounges, right? Like cannabis smoke lounges. You know, we'll, we'll, let's not just say LSD, but will psychedelics get to that point where they're going to have lounges where you can take your psychedelics? And will that have a negative connotation to it as well? You know, well, I mean, just because of the, the, the negative well, rhetoric think, and, and tone around it over the last 70, 80 years. To your point, I think with time, it will eventually get to that point because like marijuana, I think... I mean, we've known about marijuana for a while now, and, you know, it's been a while um, and a long time coming, but with that being said, it's here now, and there are cannabis stores, and there are people that are, you know, smoking on the streets um, at their will. So um, it just it just comes to, like, a, you know, what's, what's going to benefit more, you know? Is it going to benefit more so the people that are actually going through these things, and are we going to see, are we going to, reap the benefits are we going to see the benefits you know happen 
um, with these people? Are they going to get better or are they just going to, you know, are we just going to see more people just getting high and less people going to jobs and of that nature because now we this is accessible? Which is why they actually, I mean, that that's where legislation and restrictions do come into mm -hmm. play and that's where they are absolutely necessary. And I don't think that there's any argument against that. But to say that there can't be substantial clinical research um, to help with these ailments uh, that, that human beings are going through, whether you were in the military or you've experienced certain traumas in your life uh, or just have genetic ailments, uh, just for certain examples, um, I don't think that's right. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and moving moving on to legislation, um, Oregon and Colorado actually have um, decriminalized um, some psychedelics. Oregon has decriminalized all all psychedelics uh, as long as you're over the age of 21, and um, Colorado has decriminalized all like plant-based psychedelics, so like shrooms and all that, um, as long as you're over the age of 21. How do you guys think that's going to affect like their their state? Uh, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, somebody has to lead the charge, right? And I think uh, Oregon and Colorado being the progressive states that they are, not to <laughs> label them like that or anything, but um, I think we'll see in the next t 10, 15, maybe even 20 years, who knows how long it's going to be. And if there are positive effects, and let's be honest, we live in a, you know, a capitalistic society. If there's money to be made, then you will start seeing other states follow suit. Uh, California probably being next. Uh, Washington and so on right and Jalen how do you how, what do you how do you feel about Colorado only legalizing like the the natural stuff do you think that's a good idea or do you think that's 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 a little risky I think it's good I mean Colorado is one of those states that's always been kind of the outlier they've always done things first um, I think that someone has to do it at some point in order to push the envelope um, because there is a lot of people that are pushing um, for this in legislation and I think that will make a difference in the long run um, but risky or not I mean I mean aren't all decisions risky you know what I'm saying so you just really got to you know take uh, what you get and you learn from it right and I, I think it's pretty interesting I think it's definitely a lot safer to legalize only like the plant-based stuff rather than like mm -hmm. chemically it's just so it can't be I know I know like like shrooms can be like like poisonous or whatever but I think uh, not being able to to like lace them mm -hmm. is is a pretty big benefit. Uh, moving on, we're going to be taking a uh, short break before we talk about legalization in Nevada. I'm your host Patrick McNabb. Here with me today are Brad Vincent and Jalen Robinson. You're listening to the Reynolds Hot Box podcast. Welcome. Hello. We are the Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab podcast. Client services. Special projects. Documentaries. We are a production center at, at the, the Reynolds, Reynolds School of, of Journalism. Journalism. The Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab. Media Lab. Welcome back to the Reynolds Hotbox Podcast Special Edition Psychedelics. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. Here with me today are Brad Vincent and Jalen Robinson. We're talking about the legalization of psychedelics in Nevada. So there have been multiple pushes to get um, psychedelics to be legal in Nevada. And even right now, there is a bill draft proposed to revise provisions governing controlled substances in Nevada. Where do you guys think this is going to bring Nevada in terms of legalizing or decriminalizing psychedelics? Uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, is it going to get traction? I mean, like you said, there's been several attempts made in the past um, and they've kind of stalled out. 
Um, I, I really do think that you need more than just a few assembly uh, women and men to, to to push that that legislation. Um, but Nevada legalized marijuana, and I hate to keep coining marijuana, but with, with that negative rhetoric that had been around that for so long, and then now it's you know it, I won't say it's an open market, but if it, I mean it's it still kind of is. It feels like and. If it's controlled and with proper legislation, I really, and with proper science, we can't, like, we can't neglect the science. With proper science and proper proof that these psychedelics truly do work, um, I don't think you can argue with that. And I think that with, with the proper evidence, it's going to take time. Everything in moderation, nothing in excess. It takes time. I think that you'll start seeing um, massive pushes. Whether, I mean, even if you disagree with it or agree with it, you People are suffering. Right. Jalen, do, do you think that psychedelics should be legal in Nevada? I think it should. I think that it's hard because <clears throat> there is a lot of unknown. Um, but with that being said, um, there was a lot of unknown about marijuana. And also, too, there. I think in order for it to even be considered um, legalized in Nevada or even any other states, there has to be something very significant to happen as far as like an event or a specific an attraction that makes legislation or even people like the like the, the population in the United States or even the states in general to kind of sway towards that way because I feel like still the majority thinks of psychedelics as something of a different nuance um, you know like push it to the side like it's you know cocaine which in a sense for those who have tried the difference between those things, you obviously know that they're not anything uh, related. Um, but with that being said, uh, back to your question, yes. Um, I think there are people, like Brad said, that are going through things. And whether people know that they help others or not, I think it's unfair for them to say. It could be a slippery slope. So, I mean, what is said and what is practiced has to be it has to be monitored and you have to be careful about what you say about these certain substances. However, um, again, I think us discussing it will just spark additional discussions amongst the campus, amongst the community, amongst Northern Nevada, amongst Las Vegas, amongst all of Nevada, and then eventually the country. I mean, I think that um, with time and conversation and proper evidence that in 20 years, why, why would we ever think that these were illegal, you know? Right, and I think something that a lot of people are starting to realize is that people are going to get these substances no matter the law. You know what I'm saying? So, like, why why would we, um, you know, put them in jail for something that people are people are going to get anyway? You know what I mean? Have you ever been to an EDM festival? You I haven't, it, but know? I, know, I know it's there. It's at a lot of music festivals. Um, and, you know, we've been talking about the medical uses of... Um, psychedelics you know this whole time uh, a recent study from Johns Hopkins University um, discovered that um, by dosing small amounts of psychedelics along with some psychotherapy it could actually help reduce you know depressive symptoms in adults uh, even greater than you know modern antidepressants can and I think it's gonna be really interesting to see where like medicinal psychedelics um, come into our society 
Yeah, I, I didn't know that study. I'm curious to read that study myself, and um, once we get off the air, I certainly will. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Jalen, how do you? How would you feel about uh, medicinal psychedelics? I wouldn't be opposed to it. I feel like that's the start um, before it even gets considered to be legalized. Um, and it might even stay there, to be honest. Um, and that might not even be a bad thing, uh, be just because I think that people don't want to really see what it does to the public because I think that like you said Brad there was a stigma behind marijuana for so long but I think once people started to realize with um, you know actors and and uh, you know uh, just celebrities in general like for example like Snoop Dogg like you realize that like not to like be you know off topic here or anything but you realize that maybe it isn't as bad as it is you know, Snoop Dogg's, you know, a multimillionaire and how is he smoking weed every day? You know, so it's like one of those things where I think that <clears throat> before it even gets considered to be recreational, it's going to be medicinal. But I do think that it will be. Yeah, but on the same note, though, there are there have been, you know, like side effects of psychedelics, you know, like prolonged use uh, can leave the user with like a fried feeling. So I think it's definitely that should be done in moderation and with real care because we don't want to like, um, you know, put something into like make something legal and then actually have it be harmful. You and, know and what I'm saying? Your, yeah, exactly. And to your point, um, I agree with you. And maybe it it maybe the solution is microdosing instead of you know the whole the whole nine yards where you're getting the whole entire plan or you know you you get to choose what to do with it right. Um, I think maybe that's a start. Who knows? But that being said, if like the article had said, you know you don't want anybody with fried brains. You don't want anybody with um, you know not a good mental. So I agree with that. No, yeah, you guys are both on our, on the right track. I mean whether we're for it or against it, it does affect your brain. It does affect your perception. And yeah, you're absolutely right, Patrick. There have been individuals who have had severe side effects from intense use, but even still, their their life has now been altered, you know, forever. There, there, there is no going back. So you do need to be careful. And perhaps microdosing is the, the option. Maybe you, you only take them in a controlled environment who knows there's still questions to be answered um and only time will tell all right that brings this episode of the reynolds hotbox podcast to a close i've been your host patrick mcnab here with me today are brad vincent and jalen robinson how was your time in the hotbox oh it was great i always have a good time in the hotbox yeah, Learn- awesome. learning new things um i'm not i'm not the most sharp the sharpest individual on psychedelics so Uh, Really picking up from you two has has been great and just kind of being able to share my opinions. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, it was really trippy, huh? (laughs) Yeah, certainly.